Coming up, a memoir about the healing power of travel. A book that might put you on a train in Europe. Plus, our distraction of the week. I'm Mel. I'm Dave. This is the Library of Lost Time. I just finished the travel memoir, Unpacking for Greece, by Sally Jane Smith. And it's a great read if you're ready to start some imaginary summer travel, or if you're planning a real-life trip to Greece. The story opens with a bang, literally. The author, Sally Jane Smith, is on a bus ride in Sri Lanka when there's a head-on collision. Her next stop is a hospital, and then home where she heals her body. But she realizes she's lost her travel mojo, and she wants it back. Okay. So she sets out on a solo trip to Greece with her mother's travel diary from 1978 as her companion. And this trip becomes a life-changing adventure. That's fun. So she's traveling in her mother's footsteps. The cover has a photo of Greece and then superimposed over it is a family photo of her mom in that spot. It's very sweet. Sally's itinerary took her to Athens and Meteora on the mainland, Sparta and other spots on the Peloponnese Peninsula, and the islands of Santorini and Rhodes, and we're at her side for all of the sites. Her writing style is really nice and easy. It flows seamlessly from vivid descriptions of landmarks to personal reflections to interesting bits of history. It's like having a conversation with an inquisitive friend who makes the most of every moment of that talk. Not long after her arrival in Greece, she's on an organized tour, and she's kind of regretting the structure. Yeah. She wants to get to know the city herself, and to do that, she says, you need to walk. You need to climb steps, sniff the breeze, listen to the sounds of the city. You need to feel the cobbles beneath your feet and the sun's heat on your neck as you consult maps and ask for directions and take wrong turns and find your way back again. And she's talking about getting to know a new place, but metaphor for life. Yeah, (laughs) that struck me too. That's good advice generally. Yeah. She is an accomplished traveler. She's lived on five continents and visited 33 countries. And all of that experience makes her an excellent travel accomplice. This book will transport you to Greece in the company of a curious, insightful, self-deprecating companion who will definitely share her olives with you. It's Unpacking for Greece, Travel in a Land of Fortresses, Fables, Fairies, and Feta by Sally Jane Smith. I love trains. I do too. Yeah, they are, I think, our favorite way to travel, particularly here in Europe. The cities are pretty close to one another, and the train system works well, and they typically drop you off right in the middle of town, which is really nice. I know. It's so fun. You get off with your suitcase, and you're like, oh, famous landmark. Yeah. Plus, there's all that sweet reading time and train picnics and no security to go through, all of which are big pluses for me. All of that made me really excited about one of DK Publishing's latest books, Europe by Train. This is a book that gives you 50 different itineraries for exploring Europe by rail. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Maybe you want to see the Scottish countryside or go beach hopping in Portugal or see the sights of Scandinavia in winter without worrying about getting your rental car stuck in the snow. Maybe you want to eat your way through Italy or just do the grand European tour, London to Paris and Venice and back up to Berlin. This book gives you an itinerary and about a page on each stop on the way. Sort of just enough to get you excited. 
I'm excited and I haven't even seen it yet. It sounds so fun. <laughs> it has some ideas about expensive routes like hopping on the Orient Express, but it also points out that you could just follow the route of the Orient Express and spend a little more time in each city along the way. I'd love that idea a lot. I do too. We should steal that. Yeah. I should warn you that this book is not heavy with practical details. For that, you might want to go to a site called Seat 61, which will cover your train travel. And then you might want to add in your favorite travel sites for hotels and sightseeing ideas. And I should also mention that there's a Lonely Planet guide that covers similar territory, the Lonely Planet Guide to Train Travel in Europe. If you are interested in spending some time riding the rails around the continent, this is a fun read. It's DK Publishing's Europe by Train, and it's out now. And now, our distraction of the week. This is sort of an unexpected choice for me. I even surprised myself. Okay. Because I'm not a gamer. Right. Dave is the gamer in the family. Yeah. But today, I want to tell everyone about the storytelling game, 80 Days. Oh, all right. It's a choose-your-own-adventure game that you can play on your phone or your computer. It's available on just about every platform. And it's based on the novel by Jules Verne, Around the World in 80 Days. In the original and in this game, Phileas Fogg has decided to set out on a tour around the world. He's made a bet with the snooty members of his posh London Gentlemen's Club that he can travel east and circumnavigate the globe in 80 days. His companion is a Frenchman named Passepartout. In the game, it's an alternate reality of the world in 1872. Yeah. So there's a little bit of steampunk about it. Yeah. There are robots and rocket ships and fictional characters from Verne's other books. There are 170 cities to explore. And while playing the part of Passepartout, you get to make decisions about where you go and how you get there. You can travel by airship, mechanical camel, <laughs> hot air balloon, steam train, on the first leg of my journey from London to Paris, I was on a train that went under water to get to Calais. What? Not like in a tunnel. Yeah. The train went <laughs> under the water. Ostensibly, the goal of the game is to race around the globe in 80 days. But I don't care about that. <laughs> I like it because of the story and the way the story and the gameplay are completely woven together. I've been playing for about two weeks now, and it's really holding up. On my first adventure, I accidentally killed Phileas Fogg. I have played this game, and it is easy to kill Phileas Fogg. That's part of the dynamic of the game. Yeah. The other problem is running out of money. Yes. In the last game I played, I figured out how to buy things at the market and then take cues from the little animated conversations I was having with people to know where I should sell it. Yep. So my money management got better. And I've learned that you have to tend to Phileas Fogg every couple of days to keep his little heart health up. Yeah, keep his spirits high. Yeah. The art is really pretty. You travel around on an animated map, and the modes of transportation are depicted as black and white illustrations that kind of look like woodcuts. They make noises and they chug across the map. And instead of just reading the story, you get to influence it. As I said, there are animated conversations between characters in Passepartout where you get to pick your line of dialogue and then they respond. And you're not forced to follow the route outlined in Verne's novel. You can go wherever you like as long as you're heading east. And as you make decisions in each city, new routes open up to you. You also get to decide what goes into your suitcase. 
<laughs> yeah. And you can have, as I recall, multiple suitcases. You can rent extra suitcases, but sometimes when you're going on transportation, there's only room for two. Yeah. And maybe you have four and then hard choices have to be made. Yeah. Now that it's summer, why not go all in on Around the World in 80 Days? You could read the original book and try the game. I also need to recommend the 2021 TV adaptation starring David Tennant as Phileas Fogg. It is really beautiful to look at. They shot on location, and it's very lush. And they updated the story by adding a woman journalist and making Passepartout a black Frenchman. So those adjustments, for me, added more drama and emotion to the story. I remember really enjoying that series. And season two is coming, and they're doing 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, that's exciting. Finally, in our newsroom episode, I recommended the adventure book, 80 Days, Nellie Bly and Elizabeth Bislin's History-Making Race Around the World. That tells the story of the real-life 19th-century American lady reporters who competed with each other to loop the globe in less than 80 days. So, two books, a game, a TV series, boom. Summer entertainment is all set. Awesome. Visit strongsenseofplace.com slash library for more about the books we discussed and links to all kinds of stuff about Around the World in 80 Days, including a trailer for the game. Thanks for joining us in the Library of Lost Time. Remember to visit your local library and your independent bookstore to lose some time yourself. Stay curious. We'll talk to you soon. 